0: please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Pop Torah, the podcast where we look at pop culture from a Jewish perspective and look at Judaism through the lens of pop culture. As always, we are your hosts. I am Rabbi Michael Knopf. And I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky. And today we are talking about the new uh, Hulu series, Fleischman is in Trouble, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes based on the 2019 novel written by uh, Taffy brodesser uh Jesse, you want to tell us a little bit about Fleischman is in trouble? How much sure. trouble is Fleischman in?
1: <laughs> I, I know the story well, I know uh, the book well. Taffy brodesser Ackner is a, a dear friend, former congregant, um, and spoke at our synagogue when the book first came out. Um, and it's amazing to me uh, to uh, hear the story about writing that book. And reading the book and then seeing sort of live uh, on TV and seeing, you know, if I pictured, you know, a Jesse Eisenberg as a Toby Fleischman, a a Claire Danes as Rachel, that sort of thing. Um, The story is really told through the lens of Libby, played by Lizzie Kaplan uh, of of Mean Girls fame. Um, And it's really told through the, the story of this old uh, recently reconnected friend of Toby Fleischman's and um, has many elements. It, it first begins with his divorce. And what does it mean to be a 40 something recently divorced individual uh, living in New York city? It's exploring uh, dating and sexual activity of this generation. Uh, when he met his wife two decades prior, there was no such thing uh, as uh, Tinder or, or Hinge, or Bumble, and swiping left or swiping right, um, and the sexually explicit nature of some of these dating apps. Um, the uh, story goes on to acknowledge that uh, Claire Danes' character, Rachel, is missing. And while they have a joint custody and share responsibility of their children, um, what happens when you can't get in touch with your uh, ex-spouse, with your uh, children's other parents? who is not responding to taking responsibility. Um, and that's really causing, I think, Toby to go on a deep dive of um, rethinking how he changed, how he fell in love with Rachel in the first place, had children with them, you know, 15 years ago, uh, and how he's in such a different place uh, mentally in his life now, which led to reconnecting with uh, dear friends, Um Seth played by Adam Brody of the OC fame and as I said before Libby played by Lizzie Kaplan uh, friends that they met when they studied abroad in Israel um, and reconnecting uh, together Um, an an interesting note uh, that Taffy Bordester-Ackner shared with me when she wrote the book uh, that she wrote it through Lizzie's uh, through Libby's perspective um, because that's her voice a woman's voice as as a female writer but also understood that she didn't believe that a, a a um book about a woman from a woman's perspective would uh get publishers chomping at the bits to publish it. And so it was a woman's voice and a woman's perspective talking about a man's experience. And so there's an underlying theme uh champion at the chomping at champion at the bit. Champing. Champion at the bit. Um uh there there was uh you know that underlying theme of um, women's voices, male voices, uh, and I think it's really interesting that you have the narrator played by Lizzie Kaplan telling the story about a man's experience and, and what that sort of means with regards to uh, societal male privilege and how men and women deal with different things in different ways. Um, that's that's the story in a nutshell. The, the season is not yet complete uh, although if you've read the book, you know how the story ends. I won't spoil it for you, Mike. Uh, what are your thoughts on the show so far?
0: Yeah, okay. So uh, just to just to let people know where we're at, uh, it sounds like Jesse has uh, read the book uh, and is uh, caught up to the series. There have been so far four episodes as of this recording uh, of the series. Um, I have not read the book. I actually didn't even know that it was a book. Uh, until I uh started getting into the series uh so maybe I will uh check out the book I'll'll I'll break my embargo on fiction and and maybe check it out uh but um uh I've been enjoying the series I think that uh I you know I think that the um the 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 telling the story from uh Libby's perspective uh is a is a really uh interesting take on a story that I feel like you know initially I felt like this is a story I've, I've seen before in various ways. Right. So, uh, you know, I made me think immediately of, uh, marriage story, uh, the film that came out a couple of years ago with, uh, Adam driver and Scarlett Johansson, um, which is, uh, I thought, which I thought was a, a, a one, uh, a, a, also a
1: wonderful Jewish actress, Scarlett Johansson.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and uh, uh, I think Adam Driver is also Jewish, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know. He's right?
1: not in the Hanukkah song, so that's <laughs> right. It's hard. hard to
0: know if, if they're not. Uh, but uh, you know, I thought that that was a a, a really good and and challenging movie about uh, the dissolution of uh, of a marriage. Um, and you know, and so I felt like okay, you know, here we have also you know very character driven, um, you know, well acted, uh, strongly performed uh, story about the dissolution of a marriage. Uh, and that is as it turns, you know, as as the sh- as the story unfolds, not entirely what this uh, show I think is 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 ultimately going to be about, although of course, that's a major theme. Um, so I thought I had seen it before. You know, there's also, you know, uh, this this theme of um, you know, privileged people, um, uh, you know, very highly privileged people in some cases in the show, uh, you know, uh, having sort of like the malaise uh, about their privilege. Um, and, you know, the boredom of their lives and, the you know, the difficulties of their of their lives, you know, living, you know, in, in, in you know, multimillion dollar homes on the Upper East Side of New York. Um, you know, that is a well uh, a, a, a well-run trope in um, in, uh, in in, you know, contemporary uh, storytelling. So taking, so and I, taking
1: th- pity on, on the surgeon. Right. On the right, right. You know, doctor which a generation ago uh, was seen as, you know, some of the wealthy elites were surgeons and they're saying, Oh, you're only a surgeon. Like, like he was doing some Sadaka right.
0: work. Right. Right. Which is, which is great, you know, to see, there's a running, you know, kind of joke in the show of of uh, all of the more wealthy, you know, financial types uh, in, uh, in, in, in uh, Fleischman's orbit, um, you know, basically saying like, good for you. Uh, when he tells them that he's a, that he's a doctor, when, you know, his, his, uh, his daughter, uh, his, I guess, 12 year old daughter kind of dripping with disdain, uh, for him, you know, throughout, uh, these early episodes of the series, uh, uh, you know, treating him like a hobo basically, um, as a, as, as a, as a doctor earning, you know, half a million dollars a year living on the Upper East Side compared to, to the, the extreme, uh, wealth and privilege of, of her friends. So I, I you know, growing up as the child of a, of a physician, um, with a lot of privilege, I have to say. Um you, uh, I, I really appreciated uh the that perspective and that and the dynamic in the show. So
1: anyway, Mike... My- and and while we talk about that, I don't want to cut you off, Mike, but the added layer as we see in like the flashbacks, um, right, right, that's Jesse Eisenberg's character Toby grew up with some privilege, right? Uh, certainly not Upper East Side wealth, but but you know, LA sort of like upper middle class family. Sure. And uh, Rachel, Claire Dane's character, acknowledged that, that she really came from nothing. And so it's also fascinating that somebody uh coming from nothing was the one who kept pursuing more.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's I think a really interesting dynamic of the show. And I think that it does show the difference uh in our world between, you know, the one percent and the and the two percent, right? Uh, or maybe like, you know, the 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 point one percent. Uh, um and the and the 1%. um you know so the, i mean and the disparity there is 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 extraordinary um so it just kind of shows you um you know not only the 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 intensity of uh, and depth of the uh wealth gap uh in contemporary life um, that exists between you know the top 1% and the bottom 99% but also within that top 1% you know the 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 top 10th of that and and everybody else. So, um, so I thought that that was actually uh, really well done. That is being really well done in the show. And I, and I found that the performances, especially by Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes have been uh, exceptional so far. That's not a surprise. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan. I I really enjoyed, Um, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta, gotta give a shout out to, uh, to my man, Ted Mosby, uh, Josh Ratner, who I think also puts in a really understated performance, uh, in the episodes I've seen so far in this,
1: um, as the suburban husband.
0: Yeah. As a suburban husband, um, who is, um, you know, uh, 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 unhappy with the, uh, uh obvious unhappiness of, of his wife. Um, which is uh, something that I think, I, I imagine will be explored in, in, in coming episodes. Um, so I've been enjoying the show. I, I'm not certain where it's going. I have some theories about where it's going. You know where it's going. So tell me what you have thought about the show as somebody who's a little bit more familiar with it.
1: Um, I, I think, you know, my biggest challenge is, because uh, I think it also speaks to us getting older, um, is seeing somebody like Jesse Eisenberg, who to me was a child actor, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, I couldn't see him as Lex Luthor, the oldest role I acknowledge him in is like, Oh, he played Mark Zuckerberg, which right. is still like a college student. Right. Um, but he was a child actor from, from my town, my hometown of New Jersey. Uh, and now he's playing a 40 something or even Claire Danes, right? What are you talking about? That's my so-called life. Yeah. Uh, right, right. Right. She's like, um. Uh, uh, a depressed high school student, and now she's this uh, uh, upper east side. But that's the beauty. Uh, of- <laughs> my my
0: favorite reference is uh, is Baz Luhrmann's Romeo. Boz Lerman's William and Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, uh, <laughs> where where she was sixteen uh, in that role. Um, which somehow I knew off the top of my head when I was having a conversation with my wife about how old Claire Danes is now. And I said, well, she was 16 when Romeo and Juliet came out. That means I was in eighth grade. So she's like four years older than I am. And, and my wife was like, no, 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 she's got to be older than that. Uh, and then we, you know, we Googled it. And, and sure enough, I was exactly right. Uh, I, I don't know what should be occupying the mental space that uh, is occupied by that piece of trivia about Claire Danes, but here we are.
1: Um, so I, I'm really enjoying the show. Um, I, I'm enjoying a, a show that seems like thus far a pretty authentic depiction uh, of a book where so often uh, movies or television shows change the book. They're, they're based on a book where, where so far this seems pretty um, uh, connected to the original. And I think part of that speaks to uh, the fact that Taffy Bertessa Ackner not only wrote the novel, uh, but is the head writer of the show itself. Right. Um, I, I think that for me, that the, the show really plays on a number of elements. As I mentioned earlier, one is marriage and divorce, um, a, and the context of society. Um, how that plays out, you, you know, things that really stood out to me that I love for us to discuss further is um, how one embraces you. The sort of, oh, I'm sorry you know, we're still here for you, uh, that, that Toby hears from all um, the women in their Lululemon pants and Rosé all day tank tops at the 92nd Street Why? Um, you, you know, and, and uh, are they really uh, caring for him or are they interested in um, him being the prime uh, topic of gossip and conversation? Um, how one uh, builds friendship circles Right. What, what is the reason that he resorted back to having a relationship with Libby and Seth? Was it that he missed that version of himself, the sort of 20 year old version of himself? Or was it also that he realized that all the people he socialized with, um, which is, you know, not to be sort of gender stereotypical or heteronormative, uh, but they were couples of, you know, other couples that his wife wanted to socialize with. So he was socializing with the men while she was socializing with the women. And when they got divorced, uh, who, quote unquote, got those friends or were they even friends that he really wanted um, to to socialize with? Uh, And I think, you know, I I think the comparison to marriage story is a good one. Uh, Divorce is something that is um, not really told or told well or authentically uh, in um, media and forms of media, especially when. Um 50% of, of marriages end in divorce. Uh, I remember reading a class, uh uh the first year of rabbinical school, first year seminar. I read a book. Uh that was, you know, divorce is a mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Uh there's the whole idea of Jewish ritual with regards to divorce, understanding that relationships don't work out and how do we ritualize and mark those experiences. I think this really speaks to uh the grief. Uh, that Toby is feeling with the loss of a relationship and with the flashback seeing uh, the deterioration and change in their relationship over time. Um, and um, what are the lessons that we can glean from that uh, when we talk about how to maintain and sustain loving relationships?
0: Yeah so I think that that's a a a fertile area to to explore off the bat and it's obviously the you know one of the major themes of the show um I I also read that book uh in in rabbinical school divorce is a mitzvah um and um and and I think that that you know there, there's a lot of uh, uh truth in that I think that um you know it's one of the um ways in which uh Jewish tradition is you know it's very um uh, uh sensitive to the lived realities uh, of of our world, right even even in the ancient tradition, uh, recognizing that not all relationships, um, are destined to, to work out uh, and that there needs to be a a, a mechanism uh, not only to ritualize it, but to, but to formalize uh, the, the end of those relationships. Um, and so it does not take the position, you know, uh, that, uh, that, that elements of the Christian tradition, you know, uh, the direction that it went to say, you know, what God has joined together, uh, no man may tear asunder, right. So the Jewish tradition does not believe that, although, you know, there is that element within the tradition that says, uh, you know, when when a when a marriage uh, um, breaks up, that the altar weeps. Um, so there is a a sense within the tradition that there's there's something tragic about uh, about divorce, and I think that that is also I think present in in the live reality. Even in the circumstances where divorce is 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 necessary for for any number of reasons and is the right thing to do for any number of reasons, um, it is almost always uh, hard and sad especially when there are children involved i mean i you know i come from a a, a family where uh, my parents divorced when i was uh, about uh, 14 years old um and uh, and you know and and uh, i would say that that it was not you know the the uh, worst of divorces as far as these things go and then probably not the best of divorces as far as things go um but you know not not uh, not particularly brutal in any way um but it you know uh it it is it is hard uh, no matter what someone said to me the other day um, that uh, divorce is all of the worst parts of marriage um, with none of the good parts of marriage. Um, and uh, they they were contrasting it with being a grandparent, which is which they said is all the best parts of being a parent, with none of the bad parts of being a parent. um which which i which I thought was a really great way of putting it. The other aspect that that, you know, came part that came to to my mind in this show, is I remember, Uh, in rabbinical school talking about you know the the issues of of uh, of divorce in jewish tradition at least in jewish legal tradition are really uh challenging divorce is a very you know highly stylized formalized process for a handful of uh uh, uh, for not even a handful of reasons for a number of reasons um within within jewish tradition among them is the sense uh you know the, the the strong preference that developed within jewish tradition uh, uh, for monogamy. Um, this is particularly true in the classical tradition when it comes to, uh, uh, monogamy for women, right? So women cannot have more than one, uh, marriage at one time, whereas in classical Jewish law, men could theoretically have more than one marriage at a time. Um, and so, uh, the, the, the notion of a formal divorce, um, was, uh, was, was, uh, primarily important um in order to permit the wife to be able to remarry without uh without uh, you know committing adultery um and if there's not a formal divorce then uh, then then the wife either can't remarry or if she is to have another partner then that would be considered adultery um but questions arise you know what if the uh what if the husband um is recalcitrant in some way Right, it refuses to grant a divorce you know what what then and you have an right, issue then, that then still you, exists. then you have
1: the, the aganode problem right.
0: Exactly, you have an issue that still exists in in many Jewish communities today of what are known as agunot chained uh, chained women. So I remember spending a lot of time in, in rabbinical school thinking about you know halachic uh, Jewish legal potential uh, work you know workarounds of that issue, and one of them that sticks out of my mind, especially as I as I think about the the narrative in in uh, Fleischmann's in trouble, um, is this idea of mekach teut uh, that uh, that that the um, that the relationship was um, uh, was was consecrated under uh, false pretenses or or mistaken mistaken assumptions. Mekahtu means a uh, a, a, a mistaken um, acquisition, right? So it's you know as, as though you went to a shop and bought a product that was falsely advertised. Um, and so some of the examples that are given in, in classical Jewish law of uh, of ta'ut in the, in the course of marriage, are you know the 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 husband all of a sudden goes insane, right? Um, and uh, and the and the wife um, couldn't have predicted that scenario, um, and uh, and that is uh, according to some authorities uh, a mistaken uh, marriage, right? Because it was marriage under false pretense, false advertising. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what 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 often came to my mind to challenge that is that we can't always foresee every possible outcome um, in all the relationships we have. Right. So the the possibility that the person that I marry is going to be someone different 20 years from now than they were when I married them. I actually don't even think that's a possibility. I think that that's a reality. That's an inevitable. Yeah. That that's, um,
1: that's the life that we live. I can say, and, and I, I know, right. People get married later in life now than, than they used to. Um, right. The ends the, within the Jewish community, um Sociologists sociologists say that within the Jewish community, um, Jews get married later, even later in life, that than, than uh, non Jews, simply because of the um, higher percentage per capita of uh, higher education and, and that sort of thing of degrees. Um, that being said, I met my wife at a very young age. I met her at eighteen. Um, Mike, you met your wife a little bit older, but you were in in your your early twenties,
0: early twenties. Yeah. She was, <laughs> and, and she was 19. Yeah.
1: yeah. And um, 15 years later, I would say that I am certainly a, a very different person than I was when I was 18. And she is a very different person. If I was the same person as I was when I was 18 uh, somebody would say, you know, grow the hell up. Why are you still acting like an 18 year old? Um, and so thus our, our, our relationship and marriage has had to evolve. Um, And maybe you make the assumption that, oh, if you meet somebody at a later stage in life, um, that won't be the case. Um, Right. Toby met Rachel uh, when he was in medical school. So he was in his mid 20s, but he's still acknowledging that at 41, he's at a much different place. And they evolved uh, and changed, but they evolved and changed separately and not together.
0: Right, you know, it's, I mean, it's really interesting because it, it, part of the uh, sociology that you're that you're talking about now is that now it's incre- incre- incredibly common. For people to uh, live together before they decide to get married, and there's a certain practicality to that. There's a, you know, uh, um, it's 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 you know hard to live in two different places if you're spending all your time together anyway, and uh, and and expensive to live in two places. If, so there's all sorts of practicalities to it. Um, but one of the things that people who you know, make that choice. Will say to me um, is, you know, h- how will I know if I want to spend my life with this person, um, if I don't know what it's like to live with them, and there, there is a certain, you know. Uh, 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 sen- sensibility to that, um, but at the same time I say well you know you know what it's like to live with them when you're 20 or 25. Right, but that doesn't tell you what it's going to be like to live with them when they're fifty and you've been living with them for twenty-five years, and uh, and the things that don't bother you now um, certainly bother you then, and the things that uh, that do bother you now you won't care about then, right? So you don't actually know um, what it's what you know who you're going to be and what your how you how you're going to think and how you're going to feel. 25 years down down the road, nor can you predict exactly uh, the trajectory of another person's life too. That's what makes relationships so so challenging.
1: Um, I also want to acknowledge, uh, and I say this uh, with a preface that I love my children so much and I would do anything for them. Um, Literally, and I hope every parent feels the same way, would take a bullet for them. Um, But I want to acknowledge how my relationship with my wife has changed, uh, because of children, right? That's, that's, um, we really have to make an effort to make time for just the two of us when by default, uh, most of our time is about our kids. And right. There's an old joke of like, okay, we had a kid, we had a baby. They're amazing. See you in 18 years when we can, you know, have a relationship again, because of the next 18 years until they graduate high school, our entire focus is on raising our children. Um, that I think that that is a part of this, uh, the underlying elements of the story as well is about how Toby and Rachel parent parent differently, about taking responsibility for their children. The added layer of um, them both having busy schedules and which schedule takes priority, uh, which yeah. job takes priority. Um, Toby wanted to move to Philadelphia, you know, for a job, but but Rachel wouldn't move because her agency is, is there. Um, and uh, what is better for their children and their family.
0: Yeah, Uh, you you know, you're pointing out something uh, again that I think is very um, uh, powerful about Jewish tradition is that Jewish tradition does not regard marriage as um, exclusively for the purpose of procreation. That's certainly one of the desired outcomes of marriage is that uh you know you'll fulfill the mitzvah of pru or vu right you should be fruitful and multiply and, and fill the earth um but it also um you know fulfills the 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 recognition of god that it's not good for a human being to to be alone that they should that that we should have companionship so so uh uh marriage is meant in Jewish tradition to be simultaneously about both of those things about uh, about raising a family, uh, if that is uh, uh, something that is possible uh, in in, uh, in in the context of, of, of one's relationship. Um, there's certainly relationships in which that is uh, difficult, if, if not um, if not outright uh, impossible to do, at least in a biological way. Um, uh, but uh, but also for companionship, um, and so uh, and so uh, you know one of the challenges that that Fleischman's in trouble points out is, you know, that there are tensions between those two aspects of relation, or at least there can be tensions between those two aspects of of relationship and, you know, which, which takes priority, which, which wins out. Um, You know, I sometimes say to my kids, um, you know, I I, I love you a lot, um, but I knew and loved your mother before I knew and loved you. Um, and so you know so her her happiness yeah. in some ways uh, is more precious to me than than yours. Um, right? So especially comes out when you know when 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 uh, uh, they're not giving uh, uh, you know my wife any any peace and quiet, right And so you know, I'll, I'll do the old you know Cosby line, you know, we brought you into this world, we can take you out. Um, so uh, but but uh, you know, so but navigating that is um, is 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 not in any way shape or form uh, easy, uh, for, for, for any couple. And one of the other things that I liked about, uh, Fleischman's in trouble, at least the episodes that I've seen, um, is that it shows how you know not only, you know, this is probably obvious to people that that kids change the dynamic of a relationship and change the trajectory of people's lives and in, in ways that are not entirely predictable. Um, I, I don't think I fully appreciated that before I had a child, but I at least intellectually had a sense of it. um, but also uh, how um, uh, biologically, chemically, um, uh, people can change uh, once they have children, and showing how postpartum depression uh, plays a part um, in the journey of this couple, um, uh, and, and knowing how much that's a reality uh, for for, uh, for for couples all over, yeah. um, and how difficult that journey can be, and how trying it can be for uh, not only you know as a parent, but as a as a husband or a wife.
1: And I think what it also speaks to um, is um, the importance of partnership within relationship, the importance of being willing to constantly work out relationships that if you're not, um, then um, there is no relationship. In, in the the story, Toby had conceded, and I don't mean to blame him because he, right, at least the way it's presented, is he is the victim, or at least initially that's the way it's presented, and that's not necessarily the, the case, we will uh, eventually hear uh, a, a perspective from Rachel's point of view. Um, but um, he realized that, this, that the show begins by saying like he kept asking Rachel for a divorce again and again and again, uh, and she would like push that aside until she finally gave it to him, which is a very interesting gender role reversal from what you were talking about this sort of traditional Jewish law agunot right. problem. Um, but it, it speaks to although, the- although it's
0: not you know it's I mean I think it's a it's a role reversal in terms of what maybe we're used to seeing in, in contemporary uh, fiction. You know I actually think that if you look at the classical tradition uh, uh you know men are given the exclusive authority when it comes to divorce right so male initiated divorce is the um is the uh, uh, is the uh, is what's envisioned by by the torah and it's only later in in jewish tradition with uh, Rabbeinu gershom uh, in the 11th century uh, uh in uh, um in france um, that, uh, uh, that uh, men no longer are able to divorce their wives unilaterally, um, and so you need uh consent in, uh, in, in, in divorce proceedings. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, can we talk about how I mean, the, the book is about divorce, um, but it's really about middle age, um, and uh, what does it mean when you hit a certain life stage, this life stage that we typically um, referred to as when people have a quote-unquote midlife crisis, um, which often you know, leads maybe to, to divorce or rethinking priorities and, and change. Um, what does it, it mean that one um, and why does one at a certain life stage uh, change course entirely uh, you know, or not satisfied with how things are, with who they are, and, and want a different experience in life, wants to do things differently in life?
0: Well I think that you know there there comes a time when people uh take stock of where they've been um and recognize uh the the limited time that they have um and you know think about you know my using the time that I have um in in the you know in in, in a way that aligns with my values in a way that um aligns with with who I see myself as being in the world um and in, in the in a way that you know that that maximizes the the days that I have i actually i think that that's perfectly natural and 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 healthy i don't think that it needs to be a crisis necessarily um i cuz i think that you know jewish tradition says that we should be constantly mindful of the limited time that we have uh and, uh and 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 always be evaluating uh where we've been uh and where we want to go that's that's the ideal of chuva is that it's per, is that it's a perpetual process that we're always considering our past and uh and and thinking about it in the light of our future so i don't think it it i think it's only a crisis if you wake up one morning and realize that you haven't done that before and you know oh my god you know, I only have X amount of years left. Um, so it's it's a crisis if you've been awake, if you've been asleep proverbially and then all of a sudden you wake up to that reality if, if, if you know if if God forbid you know something in life uh, forces you to wake up to that reality um, or um, or if you just you know happen to to stumble upon it um, one way or another. I mean I think then it becomes a, a crisis. Um, but I think that that the Jewish tradition's ideal, uh, you know, I was just listening uh, to um, Susanna, Professor Susanna Heschel reflect on her uh, father's legacy. Be, uh, this being the, the the year of his 50th yahrzeit, Rabbi right. Abraham Joshua Heschel, and Heschel talks about this all the time uh, that um, uh, that to, that to kill time uh, should be a capital offense, right? That 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 uh, time is is in some ways the only. Precious commodity that that we have, um, the only finite resource that we that we have, uh, and uh, and that we should treat every single moment um, as uh, as precious. Uh, And uh, and so I think that that reflects uh, the Jewish tradition's ideal that we should be perpetually um, considering how we're spending our time and whether we're utilizing it in in the right way. Hopefully, that doesn't create a crisis for people. Hopefully, that's an ongoing process of of um, a, a reflection and evaluation. And if you're in a relationship, hopefully that's happening in conversation with and in tandem with um, a, a partner who is also, you know, uh, engaged in, in those uh, thoughtful considerations.
1: Um, lastly, I, I want to bring up the, the sort of how, quote unquote, dewy the show is. Uh, we talked about, uh, when we talked about the patient also on Hulu, um, I suggested that it may be the most Jewish show I've ever seen. Um, that it was sort of intrinsically Jewish. Um, this show similarly is not about uh Judaism, but it's all about Judaism, right? Mm-hmm. It as Taffy Bernesser Atner, she'll say that it is not a Jewish show. It is not a Jewish story, it is not a Jewish book, um, but rather uh, her experiences were Jewish, and it's about a Jew living in New York. So, what does that mean? That means the default is Friday night dinner. You don't have to explain what Shabbat dinner is. There's actually, you know, the, this great scene in the show when, and the flashback when Toby brings Rachel to have Shabbat dinner with with uh, his family, and uh, there's no e- explanation of like, and now we light the candles, and now we make mozi and all that. But she's like, so you do this every Friday night? And he's like, yeah, this is what we do. Uh, And she's like, and what if you have a conflict? She's like, you don't, because this is what we do. Um, And and so there are those sort of intrinsically Jewish things. There are also um, Jewish societal uh, stereotypes, for lack of a better word, you know, um, comments about the 92nd Street Y and and the sort of how these Jewish institutions um, also become... uh, Institutions where those involved in those institutions are are judgy or judging others um, and how institutions that were created to build sacred community and sacred space aren't necessarily that Uh, what is your take on the Jewish nature of the show.
0: Um, yeah so I I you know I, I wonder uh about that is you know is the jewiness of the show meant to be uh, uh you know a character uh, in the show uh, a theme in the show or or backdrop and and uh and I especially think,
1: also like, the Israel trip right that, that right the israel that trip which, Libby which, Seth and, and Toby wouldn't right. be friends if it wasn't for the Israel trip and that old lady cursing them right um, where the show it's a little bit different than the book I believe in the book if I remember it's one of the ladies giving the uh the the red thread bracelets by the cotell mm, mm. that that was giving these curses.
0: Yeah, you know, so it's 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 so interesting. Uh, I, I first of all, I thought that they uh, did the uh, the Israel year uh, scenes very well. Uh, they, they they reflected. I even think that like it looked like they filmed that scene at Mike's place in Jerusalem. <laughs> so uh it uh, it definitely uh was a was a stroll down memory lane for me. um Liz, I think that the, that what the show uh highlights um it, you know in, in using its its Jewishness um is is a number are a number of things you know the first is um the the ways in which uh generational Jewish trauma, um, can, can play out in different ways within the Jewish community. So, you know, I see uh, Jesse Eisenberg's, uh, I, and this isn't given to us necessarily as a backstory, but there's a lot of, you know, the, there's the, the Hamishness and warmth and, uh, and observance level, right? Like consciousness of, of Jewish identity um, in, in his family background and of Jewish values in both his family background, and the way he lives his life, but also a lot of, uh, um you know reinforcing of, of Jewish guilt which is I think a, a, a um um an, an outcome of generational Jewish trauma so you know his his uh mother gives it to him in the form of like a an, an eating disorder essentially yeah. right and he and he transfers it on to his kids as you know constantly reminding them of uh, of of their privilege and their responsibility which resonated with me i i i probably do that a, a lot too in in uh in inappropriate settings for for my own children um so i uh, need to uh watch that uh but um uh but so there's that but then if you look at it on the flip side i think that there's a, an element of generational jewish trauma in the um in in how those uh, all of those upper east side uh, uh jewish characters uh represent right that they need to one up one another that that success is such a you know kind of high marker of uh of 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 of, of identity um mm-hmm. that you know that that to show you know like like we've made it and i'm like at the top right that that's an aspect of the jewish experience in america too um in some ways a a really uh positive aspect of the Jewish experience in America and in some ways also the achilles heel of the Jewish experience in America um that we you know we've 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 attained um a, a level of uh privilege and position in part of course due to our ability to uh, to to be uh, included uh in the category of whiteness um and to benefit from the privilege afforded uh by by people um with with skin color like ours um which is something that is not directly addressed in the show but is but is present so there's you know there's there's a way but that's you know I see it in Jewish um communal life all the time uh that uh, that that wealth and status um, plays such a significant role and um, that uh and and uh, that uh Jewish religious expression, the expression of Jewish values is 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 thoroughly secondary if even secondary. Um, so uh so you know seeing that play out in in the in the dynamic of the show um I thought was really uh thoughtful um and the other last thing I'll say is, you know, uh, I would welcome Claire Danes into the Jewish fold uh, any day. I think that our people could uh, benefit from her uh, genes in the gene pool uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and 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 uh, and from, you know, her, her uh, light uh, and talent um, as, as part of our people. So Claire Danes, you are welcome uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, you know, I, I also, again, when you talk about success and the pressure of success, uh, I, I, and I'll leave it with this. Going back to where I began, Toby is made fun of because he's a doctor, and the and the old stereotype is the Jewish mother who says, "Oh, well, you couldn't have been a doctor, um, right?" right? And, and it's it's the expectations and the pressure of what was once seen and, and celebrated is no longer enough.
0: Yeah, right. That's that's true, right? So you know, in Jewish tradition, uh, the the language of that would be in the devar sof. Right, so if we say, okay, like, why can't you be a doctor? You're a doctor. Why can't you be a uh, you know high powered financier, right, or whatever it is, right? Um, you know, what what does enough mean? Uh, sure. And I think that 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 part of the the Jewish uh, problem challenge in America uh, uh, is that question of enoughness. Um, uh, uh, you know, it's it's something that uh, that. You know, Jewish kids are are kind of, you know, it's it's instilled in us in a young age for a lot of us that um, that we are not enough um, unless we accomplish X, Y or Z thing. Um, It's something that a lot of Jewish kids carry with them. Uh, And it's uh, and I think it's a it's a um, neurosis. Um, that exists you know within the Jewish community um that 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 uh, disables us I think actually from living into our 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 uh, purpose as Jews as, as you know uh, transmitted through the tradition to to repair the world um you know I think that it holds us back
1: yeah um so let us know what you think of Fleischman is in trouble we look forward to seeing the end of the series uh again a, a, a huge uh kudos and Yashikov. Uh, to, to my friend Taffy Bresser Achner um, for uh, uh, bringing this story uh, to life in, in different uh, mediums. Uh, and uh, until next time, I am Rabbi Jesse Olitsky.
0: And I'm Rabbi Michael Knopf.
1: Take care.